Hello and welcome to Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 55. In this minute, we learn how to deal with uninvited guests and how to make a simple iced cappuccino. Get ready to set sail on Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 55. Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 55. 55. Hey, Finito 55. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, are joined once again by Big Teddy, who uh, we saw him being poked by the ice monster in the previous minute. But uh, we see more of the joyous poking in this minute. And we get talk about an embarrassing obituary. Poked to death by a giant human iceberg. He's doing a pretty good job of just uh, standing there while he's getting poked. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't run away. He's not like up against a wall or anything. He's just, "Mm, all right, fine. I give up. I'm going to get poked to death. I looked at it as more of like a, like, he, he must have heard paths. So it's a stalling maneuver, right? Yeah. Just seems like an awkward position to allow yourself to be in. Maybe he could like duck and cover a little bit. I mean, yeah, Big Teddy doesn't want to show any sign of weakness. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's a bit of an odd situation. He's probably not really sure how to handle himself. It, it is an odd situation. <laughs> <laughs> you think? No guidebook for this, really. <laughs> Times like this, you make up shit as you go along. <laughs> you do make up shit as you go along. Uh, Nathaniel looks like he's having a great time. He really does. He smiled watching Big Teddy get poked. He's yeah, really he enjoying it. Yeah, he thinks this is wonderful. Yeah, he is having the time of his life. You know, he's initially, like, you know, berating the ice monster with the finger until he falls over. Then he runs up and starts, like, stomping on its foot. You know, at no point is he ever actually scared. So he probably, in his mind, he's like, oh, this is fun. It's an extension of the theme ship concept. (laughs) This would be pretty elaborate, but hey, they got a lot of money. (laughs) It's having a little adventure. So that after the shot of Daniel, Cappy, and Skunk, Paps comes where we see Paps' feet come running up. And the coffee drops onto the deck with a hose attached to the spigot. So the coffee urn is what's known as the dripolator. So this is a pot urn. They said that it was made in the 1940s, mm-hmm. but maybe they're a little off. Probably made in the 1930s, if we know uh, the Cabin Boy prop company well enough. Yes. Well, the dripolator was built by the Enterprise Aluminum Company, and the uh, plant was at its peak during the 1930s. Hmm, that makes sense. So the Enterprise Aluminum Company was founded in 1914. I mean, here it says the first dripolators were introduced in 1917. But if you do any research on dripolators, as I recommend you do, and don't worry, there is a museum in Masion, Ohio, that you can see all of this stuff. Their first dripolators were made out of China, and there was China that was, like, aluminum-lined. They're actually actually quite pretty. 
Hmm. And it, it didn't look until, you know, I guess these dripolators, these fancy ones kind of caught on that they started to make these more, what I imagine, are more industrial-sized dripolators because of their popularity. So just because the dripolator was introduced in 1917 doesn't mean that this particular one, there were all kinds of dripolators. That explains my confusion when I was looking at dripolators and trying to understand why I was seeing all these fucking ceramic teapots. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Where's the like the little aluminum didgeridoo? But there's aluminum on the inside. The wine that I'm looking at right now is the Dripolator changed the coffee drinking customs of America as the percolated coffee dripped right into the pot. Mm. Paps comes up with that there, Dripolator with the hose, and says... All right, you icy bastard. How about a hot cup of joe? Yeah, on, on one site... They talked about a cup of Joe being a Navy thing. So apparently the Secretary of Navy in 1913 was named Josephus Daniels, and Mm. he prohibited alcohol aboard naval vessels, leading to more coffee consumption. So it became a mocking way of uh, saying, give me a cup of Joe, you know, really want to. A glass of rum, but uh, give me a cup of joe, you bastard. So when when he first runs up with the urn and we get the cup of joe line, the response from the ice monster is we get sort of like a questioning roar and then the head tilt. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, presumably he's encountered other sailors before, and I guess this is the first time he's been threatened with a pot of coffee. Because otherwise, like, why would he be confused about this? You know, it should just be like any other weird thing that humans do. And then he starts spraying the monster, and we get kind of the shot from behind where you see Paps kind of hunched over with the can, spraying him. There's a quick shot. You get Cappy and Nathaniel and Big Teddy in the background. Paps is kind of like laughing maniacally. Then we get the all-out-of-decaf line. Sorry, we're all out of decaf. Well, he's spraying him, and you get steam coming off. Decaffeination is the removal of caffeine from coffee beans. Typically still contains 1% to 2% of original caffeine, mm-hmm. but the content can actually be up to 20%. Friedlib Ferdinand Runge performed the first isolation of pure caffeine from coffee beans in 1820 after the poet Goethe heard about his work on belladonna extract and requested he perform an analysis on coffee beans. There are many processes used today, but they usually use an organic solvent like ethyl acetate to Mm. extract caffeine. What do you think was going through his mind when he had that first, like, pile of pure caffeine sitting in front of him? (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Have you ever had a cup of decaf? Yeah. Yes. Yeah? Why? It's just one of those things where I don't know, like, what cultures it's particularly native to, but sometimes, you know, some folks are just used to having coffee after a meal and dessert, and sometimes it's a nice little thing to have. Yeah, cappuccino after your uh, dessert dish. Do you ever drink non-alcoholic beer? No. But there is a market for it. Other people do. Why? Because they like the taste of beer but don't want the alcohol? I mean, I, I can't say I like the taste of coffee as much as I can say I like the taste of beer. 
I, I think it's more like you've conditioned yourself to like the response of these beverages that mm-hmm. your body has more than the actual taste and it's it's past taste and it's more emotional but you just they're so intricately connected that you can't separate the two i won't reject that i will drink a cup of coffee regardless of whether or not it tastes good just because it's like i need a cup of coffee but if i have a nice cup of coffee that's great that's a bonus after the decaf line again we get some nice effects from the ice monster and then we get a line from paths we get Melt, you frozen, goofy-looking son-of-a-bitch melt. It's a good one. So we first start to see the monster's hand, quote-unquote, melting. So he's got, like, a little stubby right hand. Perhaps at some point since uh, the piano incident, cleaned his hands and his fingers. Yeah? Because when you first see him playing on the piano, they're, like, all, like, dirty and grimy and nasty when he's uh, spraying with the coffee. Perhaps Nathaniel gave him a bath. A manicure, perhaps? <laughs> I feel like Nathaniel could give a pretty good manicure. I feel like that's a talent he brought. Right. I could certainly see him introducing some new <laughs> services of the cabin boy, if you will. In his bag. Would not surprise me if he had a little manicure kit. And he's mm-hmm. in there, like, you know, taking care of the guys. He just pulls out, like, the clippers and the file and all that. Right. I can see it. Up. Like, he's he's giving the bath. He pulls his hand. Oh, we cannot have this. You know? <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> you are going to appreciate this. So, yeah. and then the ice monster's also right foot seems to be gone, too. It's a little obscured, but uh, you do see it behind the steam. Yeah, Paps has lowered his aim. He's going for his feet now. So Paps really wide-eyed as he starts to fall. So the fall. Mm. We do see, you know, basically ice monster outlined ice cubes fall. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do they achieve that brilliant special effect? I'm guessing they would have to make like a... Like an ice monster shaped cookie cutter kind of thing and just topple it over. I mean, how else would you get that outline? It's a frame uh, that opens up. Well, they fall in that perfect shape and then bounce off the deck and then they're just kind of all over the place. It, look, it surprisingly <laughs> makes sense, although it shouldn't, you know? Like, it, it doesn't look stupid. No, it works. It's a fine transition, although to me, a natural ice monster when falling and shattering upon the deck of the ship would break apart into like hunks of ice if like whatever animating force was gone this ice monster falls apart into a giant pile of ice cubes perfect cubes almost perfect equally sized cubes does that imply that the ice monster is man-made perhaps kept together through some you know crazy technology or magic or something like that and how would you account for the fact that he melts, like, when his when his hand and foot melt, they seem to melt as we would expect ice to melt. But then there's a point at which the whole substrate degrades and falls into ice cubes? Maybe it wasn't in ice cube form until it hit the deck. And then once it hits the deck, that's when it shatters, right? Because at that point, it's animating force is ceased and it 
falls apart into the components that made it up, which in this particular case, again, as Scott noted, perfectly formed ice cubes. We can't rule it out. Can yeah. we just say that? Yeah, like I, I also don't have a way to describe like how you would do that with like current technology. It would have to be something like just magic or fantastical, you know, beyond our current capabilities as far as we know. I think of it uh, in terms of like a ice hologram, you know, mm. uh, where each individual pixel of the ice monster contains the whole ice monster within. Maybe there's something to do with like the the hands and the foot need to be more agile, so they have kind of different you know makeup, but the rest of the more solid kind of body part is all just uh, an intricate system of uh, you know fine rhyme thread sure. joining material, and then once like crystals. yeah right like once one of those little filaments is broken, you know maybe at the wrist. Then it's like cutting the uh, beads off the string that they all just. Mm. It was a really bad design. It put like the ice monster's brain in its foot. And once mm. the foot melted, it died. Foot brained ice monster. Yeah. The thread <laughs> filament you have to like consciously keep together as an ice monster. You know, so once it's brain degraded, it was like it was like standing up straight. It needs to consciously hold that all together in its brain foot. Yep, makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think we figured it out. We'll, we'll call this one good. Check. Any conversation that ends in brain foot has to be correct. <laughs> this will not be a question for Adam or Chris. This will be a report. <laughs> guys, guys, <laughs> we figured this out. So, uh, Paps laughs wildly. Really great moment here, jumping up and down. Ah, finito! So it's the back and forth dance. I have noted that Nathaniel looks like a proud parent in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Could it be more accurate? Finito is an informal way to say finished or done. Uh, It's an Italian word, but it was borrowed into English unchanged, and it's actually an official Scrabble word, finito. I would Um, like to see a coffee uh, hue to the ice cubes. Well, even when the, the coffee stream looks like water, it does not look like coffee. It doesn't look like much of an effort was put into making it look brown. I mean, we don't know how thin they make the coffee on uh, the filthy horde. They have been stuck at sea, likely longer than expected. So they might be, uh, you know, doing a half-strength coffee at this point. Mm. Could have been on that margarine order. Oof, that'd be rough. And then uh, Nathaniel comes up, takes a couple of ice cubes. Puts it into his mug, and it looks like a new mug. It doesn't seem to be a mug we've seen thus far. Not the Mm -hmm. chum mug. (laughs) And then gives us the old, ah, iced cappuccino. Thank you, garçon. Garçon means boy. Uh, From Dunkin' Donuts. To make a hot cappuccino, a classic (laughs) espresso drink offering frothy, bold deliciousness, they combine espresso with steamed milk, and then top it with a thick layer of milk foam. For an iced cappuccino, combine espresso with cold milk, and then pour it over ice, and then top that with a thick layer of milk foam. I like how your benchmark to find where these things are made the proper way is Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) Where else? The name cappuccino comes from the Capuchin Friars, referring to the color of their habits. 
the Capuchin friars were Franciscan friars in the Catholic Church from Marche, Italy. Were they named after the monkeys? The Capuchin monkeys? Yes. No, the band, the monkeys. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Hey, hey, with the monkeys. We got brains in our feet. So fun little moment, uh, Paps <laughs> gets the idea now to direct the coffee hose at Nathaniel. It's, it's a great shot of like the him holding the coffee hose in front of his face. <laughs> they both realize what's going on. Big Teddy points, skunk claps. High-pitched screaming from Nathaniel, and then Cappy egging Paps on. Get him, get him, Paps! And uh, we end with a shot of the filthy whore sailing into the mist. So in the commentary, and they're just talking about how bad this psychologically damaged them, the movie in general. I like how in the commentary, they all kind of just stop mid-sentence to watch Pap start shooting the coffee and then laugh. It's like the hot cup of Joel wine. They're all like, oh, wait, laugh at that and then move on. <laughs> Who wins the scene? Paps. 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 Landslide. All out of decaf. Melt you goofy son of a bitch. A little chasing at the end. I mean, he does a lot in this scene. Prime Paps scene and uh, an avalanche of enjoyment. Ooh. Any video game or theatrical production ideas? Yeah, I just have Paps battles the ice monster with the coffee urn, but Nathaniel keeps getting in the way. And you lose points when you burn Nathaniel. I feel like the obstacle is Nathaniel and the, the end goal is to kill the monster. But once the monster is dead, then you can go after Nathaniel and get bonus points. I know we always like to add these, you know, like accessories, the video game accessories. I would like to see the coffee urn controller. <laughs> and if, if we could somehow incorporate an actual heating element on it. It can also be an actual coffee urn <laughs> and a video game controller. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Spray your friends. Cool, <laughs> inconvenient way to fill my coffee cup. I do think during the theatrical production, you certainly have to serve iced cappuccino at some point. Yeah. At the very yeah. least, a snack bowl. Yeah, this is definitely one of the things sold there, if not something that's given out during intermission. Which, uh, you know, I think, segueing to the product line, mm. obviously there needs to be a, uh, a Cabin Boy coffee. Yeah, there does. I thought, furthermore, on the coffee line, you know, mm. each type of coffee could be represented by a different character. So I thought your iced cappuccino, obviously the ice monster, your decaf could be Nathaniel, you know, Big Teddy could be your bold coffee, Cappy perhaps robust, Paps is like a gritty cowboy coffee, Skunk's just your standard run-of-the-mill cup of joe. Medium roast. Yeah. That all works. Like one of those uh, cabin boy ice cube trays, mm. you know, like we have like a Mario one. It's got like the mushroom and all that stuff. So one of those things. Sure. Multi-arm thing. <laughs> Call to action by the Dripple later. 
looked like it was only fifty-seven bucks. That's it. Yeah, Ooh. for our cabin boy museum. Huh. I agree. We should do that. Favorite line from the minute. It's either the hot cup of Joe line or finito. I had sorry, we're all out of decaf. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the sorry, we're all out of decaf as well. That's probably one of my favorites. Though I I never listened to it before, really heard what he was saying, but when he said melt you frozen goofy looking son of a bitch, I mean now that I hear it, that really stands out. But I never really considered it before. That's something you feel like you could deploy at some point. I mean, why not? I feel like it would be a good line during the winter, like during like a like a like a snowstorm. You look out the window, you're waiting for the the snow to melt so you can go to the store. I see. So not to a person necessarily. I mean, not necessarily. You, you don't know of many ice people. I don't. I used to. And then, uh, we lost touch. <laughs> Philosophical pondering. Uh, it was an article I read. It was called Coffee as a Commodity. And it was basically like tracing the history of coffee and why coffee won out in America as opposed to tea. Mm. And it, it had like less to do with personal preference and really to do with like distribution chains. So. What's up with that? Why do we, like, uh, you know, Americans are coffee drinkers? And is it some, is something simple like that just has us all drinking coffee? That some decision made way back when of some uh, distribution chain or something now just perpetuates through time? I mean, are we that impressionable to just uh, go along with everybody else? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That's my feeling. Basically, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's like culturally based, you know? But like when you read uh, Douglas Adams, you know, he's always talking about tea, right? Mm -hmm. Even if he was an American writer, likely would not be talking about tea. Yeah, all the references to tea. The Nutramatic would have created something that was almost entirely unlike coffee. Right. Think of the cultural significance of that. Mm. I agree with the simple statement that I mean, it's just chance, and once, once the tradition is set, it's easier to follow the tradition. Personally, I think coffee is objectively better than tea, but that's because I've grown up in a coffee culture. Yeah. Being the silly man that I am, I'm sure if I had grown up in a tea culture, I would be saying the opposite and fighting myself. We're very weak-minded and need to continually remind ourselves of such. I feel like there'd be a way to take advantage of that to, like, improve yourself more. You're such a fool. Can't you change these stupid things that you do? So the, the ice monster finger, right? Yes, please. I'm assuming that was a prop. Do you think they ever, like, chase people around with the ice monster finger on set? I would hope so. <laughs> I'd like to see somebody chasing around the, the moon face man with the ice monster <laughs> finger. You son of a bitch, leave me alone. You know how hot this thing is? Gags per minute! I've got nine. Mm. Number one, talk about an embarrassing obituary poked to death by a giant human iceberg. Number two, Nathaniel smiling at the poking. Number three, all right, you icy bastard, how about a hot cup of joe? Number four, sorry, we're all out of decaf. Number five, 
melt, you frozen, goofy-looking son of a bitch. Number six, Nathaniel clapping. Number seven, the ice monster crashes into ice cubes and taps, ah, finito, and then the maniacal laughing. All is one. Number eight, ice cappuccino. Thank you, Garshan. Number nine, Paps chasing Nathaniel. Okay, I have a ten. Number one, embarrassing obituary. Number two, just the poking itself. Number three, icy bastard. Number four, the ice monster's reaction. Number five, all at a decaf. Number six, frozen, goofy-looking son of a bitch. Number seven, finito. Number eight, Paps laughing. Number nine, iced cappuccino garçon. Number ten, Paps chasing Nathaniel. Alrighty then. At a GPM of 11. Embarrassing obituary. Nathaniel smiling in reaction. Hot cup of joe. The ice monsters questioning reaction. All out of decaf. Goofy looking, whatever. Just Paps' demeanor throughout the entire thing. Finito, iced cappuccino. Paps chasing Nathaniel, and then Cappy egging Paps on with a get him, get him at the end. Mm. So, mm. Scott, you had a GPM of 9. Brian, you had a GPM of 10. I came in with 11. Do you need to do the math on this? Do we need to break out the calculator for the average? We have an average of 10. <laughs> and Brian, you win GPM this week. Congratulations. Thanks. You were supposed to get an authentic vintage 48-cup dripolator electric coffee maker from the Enterprise Aluminum Company. Yeah. But unfortunately, the GPM prize department uh, could not source one. What? So instead... (laughs) So instead, as a consolation... (laughs) So instead, you're you're not going to walk away empty-handed. I don't want you to walk away empty-handed. Instead, you're... <laughs> I'm sorry, this is very unprofessional. I sent you a link of where to get one. <laughs> there was <are some> miscommunications. <laughs> what kind of miscommunication? Email <laughs> was down, yeah. Instead, you are going to receive a 24-pack of Royal Mills Iced cappuccino. Bullshit. <laughs> Which is the original and only canned coffee produced in Hawaii. Can I wait for the drip later? <laughs> um, you know, that, that, that's highly irregular. We have to go back and review the procedures. Uh, I'm gonna gonna have to get back to that one. Sorry, we're all out of decaf. (laughs) So highly irregular. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thanks for my (laughs) coffee. Funny, not funny. I gave it a funny. Funny. It it was a little tough road to get there, but. There's enough little things throughout the scene, especially on the close watching. And then ultimately, I finally just came back to the point that this is a classic pap scene mm. and was is just deserving of the funny 
appellation. Agreed. I, I said funny, just just overall a bizarre and fun scene. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Is a coffee urn the most ridiculous weapon possible? Oh, bonus question. <laughs> Had that categorized under Dadaism surrealism? Yeah, most ridiculous, like, in general or in the moment? Like, I mean, it may, it almost makes sense in the moment, hot coffee, ice monster, right? But, you know, in general, as weapons go, probably not your first choice. I think from a from an overall kind of perspective, like not, I mean, I agree in the moment it makes sense. Well, I mean, in the moment it ultimately makes sense. If you didn't have the example that Paps set of attacking the ice monster with the coffee urn, with, with the hot coffee, would you go for the coffee urn? What if I ripped my brain foot off and bashed somebody's head <laughs> in? That would also be a ridiculous weapon, possibly more ridiculous than the coffee urn. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be more absurd weapons. How about a dollop of just a dollop? Like the utensil, like a a dollop of, you know, like a, (laughs) (laughs) you know, for kids. Dollop. (laughs) It's so effective because it's confusing. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is that? Is that a... Is that... Wait a... Is that a... Dollop? Dollop of... Uh, margarine? What if it's a dollop of coffee urn? And what if those dollops of coffee urns are somehow assembled with rhyme threads that make a matrix of a larger entity of coffee urn man or woman. So it's an iced coffee urn monster. Yes, who clearly has a brain foot that coordinates the whole monster, but he just uses a baseball bat. And there's no mention of anything else. The viewer only knows the baseball bat and nothing of who's wielding it. I think we've hit a new low, gentlemen. (laughs) Congratulations. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 55. We'll see you next week on Minute 56. Adios. Bye-bye. again for joining us on cabin boy minute please help spread the word tell your friends about us and rate and subscribe on your podcast medium of choice check out our episode notes where you can find calls to action details on how to support the pod or leave us a message or find us on twitter at at cabin boy minute we look forward to joining you again next week bon voyage